Craig, we're starting with top shelf talent and we're going with Jack Quinn, a right winger from Ottawa, ranked sixth on the Craig's list. Here's Quinn in all alone. Jack Quinn scores! And you have him a bit higher than some other lists I've seen. What makes you so high on him? Well, you know, I, I, I think he's the best goal scorer in this draft. And you score at, at the levels below the NHL and junior hockey and you can score. But to do it at the National League level, there's certain elements that you need to be able to do. Obviously, you have to have quick hands. You have to have a good release. But you have to be able to understand that the checking is going to be tighter, that your space is going to be uh, a lot smaller. You're not going to have as much time for a wind-up. And, and then you have to understand where those openings are. And so when I watch Jack Quinn, and I call him the best goal scorer in the draft, it's not just what he's done in, in junior hockey, it's what I feel he'll do in the National Hockey League because he has all those elements and he has those uh, areas of his game where he not only knows where the right spot is, but he gets there at the right time. Swooping in, Noel Gundler all alone beating Marcus Keller in goal for Augsburg. All right, let's move on to the next wave now. And we're starting off with uh, Noel Gundler, a right winger from uh, Lulia, ranked 45th on the Craigslist. And this is kind of the opposite of what we talked about uh, with Quinn. Uh, Gundler, you have him ranked a little bit lower than most other reports. And, and you've used the term in the past, I think, wildly inconsistent with him. His skill is obvious. Okay, it really is, Dean. It's it's obvious. He 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 can score. He's got good hands. He he he's got a good release. And and what's everybody looking for in the game? They're looking for for goal scoring. But what when I use the term inconsistent, I am talking massive inconsistencies in his game. And you know, you, I, I'm forgiving of players for 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 long periods of time. When, when, when you look at him and go, okay, yeah, this is his skill. This is what he does. And this is what he does. And okay. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Let's continue to watch. But as I continue to watch, I'm going like, sorry, like, I, I like, I don't want an inconsistent player. I like, you know what, until you show me that you can be less inconsistent, sorry, I don't care how good your goal scoring is. It's not good enough for me. And I'm, I'm straightforward on that. You know what? Because when you're trying to perform at the highest level on teams where winning is mandatory and the number one requirement, sorry, like you don't get to decide that I'm going to play once every four games or I'm going to play three shifts this game really to my abilities. So you know what? Like right now, I see it as an inherent flaw in Noel Gunner. Deep right wing in the USA zone. They watched by Clevin. They collide at the end wall. Clevin, the bigger man, took the puck away. Clevin up the right side. Clevin, knockdown Passion, not much question there. Clevin will hit you. Clevin saying hello to Alexander Passion. Let's move on to Tyler Clevin, a defenseman with the U.S. National Development Team, ranked 60 on the Craig's list. This guy, from everything I look at, has all the earmarkings of that prototypical shutdown defenseman. What can you tell me about how he defends? Well, he's fierce, and, and, and he's really competitive, and... You know, when you when you watch him play, he's a good skater. He 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 gets into your space. He 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 makes you earn everything that you trying to earn in and around the net, into the zone. And and, and those are those are really really uh, er, those are real important areas to defend against. And that's what Tyler does. You know, when I and 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 there's lots to like about Tyler. And when I having watched Derek Forbert and Jared Tenori. Who I think are very similar players at the same age mm. as Tyler Clevin, 
they're bottom pair defensemen in the National Hockey And it doesn't mean that they're that 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 you're there's not a value to them and they're not important to your team because there is. And you know, but having watched Derek Forber and Jared Tenori, who, who who I both really liked, and I and, and I do like Tyler, but when I start to project out, you know, I start to look and I go, okay, could he be a second pair defenseman? Yeah, perhaps. But you know, when I try to look at it in terms of like if I had to put a percentage on is he going to be a bottom pair defenseman or is he going to a number five defenseman or is he going to be a number four defenseman? You know, I, I he falls into that gap. But based on the history that I've seen with Fulbert and Jared Tenorti and now Tyler Clevin, I see him falling more into the number five. All right, let's move on to time machine now. And we're starting with uh, Ridley Gregg, a center from Brandon, ranked 30th on the Craigslist. Whitting back up top for Gregg. He'll hold the line all the way around top of the circles. Gregg, back door, they score. Oh, what a play that was. Ridley has never been a player that hasn't want to be invested in the hard, edgy parts of the game, ever. Was he capable of doing it to the, to the greatest extent? No because he wasn't physically mature. He wasn't strong enough, but he lacked no desire. His desire was deep. And so as you watch him now physically mature and, he, and, and, and that confidence comes, and now he knows he can do it to a greater extent. And so for, he starts in Brandon as a 16-year-old. He goes through that 16-year-old year, and, and you could just see him get better and better at, at really post-January or post-New Year's. And then he, he becomes a, a more confident player. He makes the Holinka Gretzky team for Team Canada. You know, that's a really competitive camp. And then he comes through this year. And so now you're watching him and, you know, he wants to make plays. He, 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 he kills penalties. He can play in so many different areas of your team. And he's no fun to play against. So hmm. where do I go on the time machine? I think, he, I, think I go right to Nazem Kadri. Wow! When I watch Nazem Kadri play, and I, I like, I love Nazem Kadri, and I love the way he approaches the game. I love the way he has this kind of take no prisoners, and I'm going to do whatever, whatever it takes to win. And you know, we saw with the Toronto Maple Leafs in, in two consecutive playoffs, uh, you know, you know him being suspended. But you know, like, it's not so much about being suspended; it's about okay, can, can opponents get under your skin and put you in a position? where you become vulnerable to, to doing something rash that could hurt the team. And I felt that the Toronto Maple Leafs, who ultimately lost in Game 7 to the Boston Bruins in the 2019 playoffs, going into that series, I thought their depth at center with Matthews, Tavares, and Kadri was unmatched, and I thought it was a real advantage. They still went to Game 7 without Nazem for the last five games. I really believe if they had Nazem, they would have beat the Boston Bruins because I think that he would have would have given them, he would have been able to tilt it into their favor in that regard. We saw what he did this year for the Colorado Avalanche, a, a, a superb, I think a superb second-line center behind the great Nathan McKinnon. So Ridley Gregg, I see him as a number two, number three, edgy two-way center in the mold of Nazem Kadri. And I think that players like that, because they're so versatile, because they're so smart, and because they're so darn competitive, 
I want those guys on my team. All right, let's jump ahead in time now to 2021. And we're talking about Zachary Bolduke, center with Ramuski, ranked 14th on the Craigslist for 2021. He does play with Lafreniere. There's people that say, is there a Lafreniere uh, uh, impact? Uh, do you expect to see any kind of a drop-off without Alexi Lafreniere this coming year from him? Nope. And I'll tell you why, because, you know, it's the same thing that I that, that I always hear, Dean. Oh, yeah, it's easy to play with Sidney Crosby. It's easy sure, to play yeah. with Alexi. Oh, it is, isn't it? Oh, it's really easy, is it? Okay. Tell me why it's easy. And I'll tell you, it's not. It's harder to play with those guys because those guys have high expectations. They process the game at, at incredibly fast rates. They have the skill and they demand that, you know, their demands they put on themselves and on their team are tremendous. So if you can't play with them and you can't contribute and take advantage of their skills and help them be the best player, they, you're not playing with them. So, okay, great. So you played with Alexi Lafreniere. I would suggest that Zachary Bolduck, you know, was a real significant compliment for uh, Alexi Lafreniere at different points in time, just like Chris Kunitz was a real significant uh, contributor to Sidney Crosby, as was Pascal Dupuis. doesn't mean they're – better or that Sidney Crosby's success was predicated on theirs or in the case of, uh, of Alexi Lafreniere, but never, ever, ever underestimate how important it is to have those guys playing with top players because those top players, they know what they need and you better provide it. Or guess what? You're not going to be playing with them. This is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hotline. Become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the Ultimate Franchise Hockey League. What you talking about, mister? Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we got a winner. UFFS, you own the game.